Section 1 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 21, March 23, 1880. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 21, March 23, 1880. A Duet. By Margaret Eating sunshine on the meadow sunshine on the sea green buds on the rose bush blossoms on the tree two wee children singing in a rapt delight one as fair as morning one as dark as night hymn book held between them with the greatest care though they cannot read a word that is printed there jesus savior meek and mild friend of every little child once a child thyself we pray thou wilt guard us day by day for such helpless things are we we can only sing to thee standing in the doorway arnak smiles to hear bird-like voices blending sweet and loud and clear peers to me de angels must be listenin too listenin and a-lookin from de heaven's blue lookin and a-smilin at de pretty sight and in dar eyes breast a lord both dem chillins white Easter Flowers by F. E. Fryatt Come, Nell, and you too, Harry. I have planned a delightful trip for you, and we must be off bright and early. Where, where, Miss Eleanor? cried both children together. To the large greenhouses just beyond the city line. You remember the minister said on Sunday, let every person bring flowers, if but a single lily or a rose, to make God's house beautiful on Easter day. There are millions of flowers in blossom now at the greenhouses, and I wish you to see them, and learn how the florists make them bloom out of season. I hope you will tell us something about it, said Harry, as we rattled swiftly over the rails in the steam dummy, that is, when we get out of this noisy old trap. In a few minutes we alighted at the city line, and Harry, taking my arm, declared himself ready for more flower talk. Suppose, said I, that a florist wishes to have several thousand plants in bloom for Easter. Does he allow them plenty of water and sunshine, an opportunity to bloom several months in advance of the day? No, he stows them all away to rest, or sleep, as he calls it, for weeks and weeks, in cool, dry, shady places, some on shelves, some in sand, and some in pots, in cool houses. After a time, the bulbs are taken out of the sand and placed in earth and with the other plants are allowed to enjoy a little warmth and sunshine the rose bushes are pruned bound and tied in trim forms and placed in rows and though destitute of foliage look so healthy and neat one cannot but admire them in a week or two as if by magic thousands of buds are swelling and bursting into leaf on every stem five weeks ago i visited the greenhouses we are now going to and as I stood in the Easter rosaries, I thought it must be quite delightful to be a young rose in training for Easter. The sunshine was so warm and golden, the air so soft and dewy sweet, every bush showed signs of coming buds, very, very tiny, but they were there. The bulb houses were stocked with rows and rows of cherry red pots filled with rich brown mold. In some, the point of a tulip or hyacinth leaf peered up green and bright, 
in others there were already brave crowns of strong leaves ah i thought these will surely please the florist's eye but i assure you they had a very different effect for he looked at them with a frown that said plainer than words my brave young folks wouldn't you like to blossom before easter and spoil my fine show for me indeed you shall not he thought that of course for the next minute he cried out john take these forward bulbs and put them back in the cold house what a pity murmured nell not at all replied i for soon they would have had spikes of fine blossoms then madam hyacinth and mr tulip might bid farewell to all thought of going to church on easter day for long before that time their gay clothes would be faded and spoiled what is the cold house inquired harry a greenhouse where the mercury stands below fifty degrees jonquils tulips hyacinths and lilies and most other easter plants need warmer air than that to grow rapidly in the cold houses are not neglected for they have a certain amount of moisture and sunshine allowed them too or the plants would die as the happy day draws nearer and nearer great activity reigns in the greenhouses batches of plants are seen going back to the warm houses and such a showering sponging snipping and training and general petting going on that if plants had any brains they would go mad with it all but as they are not troubled with brains they enjoy the warm sunshine and the gentle vapors that rise steaming from the earth and just set themselves to blossoming and looking as lovely as they can so it takes earth sunshine wind and water to raise flowers said harry yes and labor and knowledge here the flower lecture ended for we were at the greenhouse gates in another moment a door was opened and we were ushered into a world of beauty how lovely cried nell looking down the green aisles of the azalea house they look like swarms of great white butterflies among the dark leaves remarked harry or giant snowflakes ready to melt or blow away suggested nell if you call those white azaleas so handsome i wonder what you will say to these exclaimed the florist opening wide the door of a lily house come here children cried i was there ever a more heavenly sight than these hosts of lilies holding up their white chalices to the flooding sunshine or anything more delicious murmured nell bending lovingly over a group of ascension lilies further on there were ranks and ranks of tall callas stately as sceptred queens starry narcissus white as snow and jasmine bouvardias with ivory tube-like blossoms in fragrant clusters something new and strange and sweet greeted us at every step here was a dutzia with starry cup-like blossoms there a spirea with spikes of milk-white plumes here sprays of creamy lantanas and yonder clusters of tasseled ageratum don't go yet pleaded nell and harry as i turned to leave you'll admire the rosary more than this said the gardener opening another door and standing aside a marvelous fragrance saluted us as we looked down the long ranks of tall nifetos shrubs laden with hundreds of silken buds and opening blossoms in every shade from lemon to purest white how dainty how exquisite here and there a full-blown rose showed its closely folded centre and long slender petals so delicately hung that a breath might scatter them along the walls were trained vine-like martial kneels 
with great golden buds and blossoms, while below rows of saffranos lifted fragrant cups rivaling in tint the bloom of an apricot's cheek. In a second rosary we were fairly smothered in sweets, scores of pale pink hermanos, blushing bonsilines, and plantiers, living balls of snow, and white lamarque, mingled their spicy breaths in one soft cloud of incense. Pink and white, ruby, buff, and golden, they hung and nodded on every stem, till, like Aladdin in the magician's garden, we knew not which way to turn. As for the carnation houses, they made us think of spice islands floating on seas of green. The pansy houses were beds of gold and amethyst, the violet houses and smilax greeneries, perfect visions of spring. There were, besides, ferns, lilies of the valley, camellias on tall tree-like shrubs that made quite a respectable forest in a house by themselves, and rows upon rows of dainty pink, crimson, and white primroses. Like a true artist, the florist had reserved his most wonderful picture for the last. As he opened the door of an Easter bulb house, he said, What do you think of that? With a cry of delight, as the glory of colors burst upon her, Nell stood entranced in the doorway. Down the middle of the house, hundreds and hundreds of potted tulips flamed and glowed with vivid dyes. On either side, the long walks on the shelves stood rows and rows of hyacinths in splendid bloom. Here, vases and urns of yellow, purple, saffron, scarlet, pink and white, pied and streaked with living flames. There, bells of ivory, azure, lilac, rose and buff, fluted, feathered, fringed, and spicy sweet. It seemed as if some fairy alchemist had melted in magic crucible, topaz, ruby, sapphire, gold, and amethyst, to deck each fragrant cup and bell. End of section one.